Pittsburgh Steeler fans. Welcome back to another episode of the Scobro Show. This is the Behind the Steel Curtain co-editor, Dave Schofield. I don't know, you, you might notice I'm kind of sounding a little bit different. I'm At times I'm a little bit loud and normal, and at times I'm just not. I'm kind of back and forth right now, constantly with my emotions, but that's kind of how we are right now with Steeler fans, especially coming with me, as always, each and every week, is my big brother, Rich. Rich, how you feeling? So you're definitely not breathing in. <laughs> there it comes. For those of you not watching on YouTube, um, he's he's waving he's, he's waving the towel towards the microphone. Still, um, still working on getting the stench out of the house from the other night. Yes, you just got you, you got to get the the stank out. There was plenty oh, it was, it of was stank. Um, the reason I'm like I'm kind of up, not really up, but I'm like I'm down. But then I'm not so down because then I realize I am down. There's a lot of an awful lot of emotions. We're going to be talking about emotions tonight because it's been an emotional roller coaster for uh, Steelers Nation here recently. Um, there's, you know, we've been. I don't know about you. We, are we going through the different stages of grief right now? That started at about. Uh, let's see. The game kicked off at eight fifteen, so it started about eight sixteen. On on Sunday night, you know, Jeez Louise, I was like <laughs> less than five minutes in the game. I'm down in Iron City's like, hey, you who's yeah. <laughs> uh, it's it's what's for, oh. I looked down at my screen for just a second and the ball's on the ground, and I'm like, what did I just miss? <laughs> I'm like, uh, everything was falling apart, but I, I gotta come back to the title of the show because we're gonna get to it. Because obviously we're going to talk about this game, but we're going to talk more than just about the game. We're going to talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers in general. But what we want to remember, both with the game, with even looking at the last six games of the season, um, remember we also had the first 11. Um, that despite the, the, the title of the podcast tonight is Despite the Disappointment, we still love our Steelers. And I got to thinking about this. And some people are like, I don't love them. I don't love them. You know what? Yeah, you do. And if you don't, I don't know what you're doing. Because. No, you love them. That's why it hurts so That's much. why it hurts so bad. That's why it hurts so bad. You know? I mean, I'm sure Brian Anthony Davis could come in and enlighten us with a bunch of 2 a.m. stories. You know, when, when, when you say goodbye to the to the 2 a.m. girl, you know what? Do you feel ter terrible? Does it rip you up inside? No, because you're not emotionally invested. It's it's that it it's not the 2 a.m. story. It's it's the long-term thing that when it finishes, it just rips your heart out. And I'm going to talk about a few of those things. I and I'm going to, and I'll get to them eventually. But the reason I thought of the of the title of this show tonight was. I was I was exhausted. I mean, the post game show went went from I'm going to ballpark it like 11:30 p.m. to 12:30 a.m. Eastern. Uh -uh. Or was it around there? Or was it 11:45? Oh, it was almost midnight. It's about 10 minutes of midnight when you guys started. I know, we actually fired up the show and we're like, you know what? We're just not going to wait for Tomlin's press conference. It's taking too long. And right before we hit start, boom, he started it. We're like, 
All right, we'll listen to it real quick first in case we need to drop anything out there. Yeah, you waited longer than you thought. That's why I was texting. Um, are we going to do the yeah, show? Like, yeah, because we were like, just oh. like... Thomas Prenskov. It's like, really? That's still going on? I clicked over it. It's like, oh, yeah, there he is. Yeah. Yep. So. And, and and that's what it was. But I, I was exhausted. I had I still needed to do my numbers article. And the problem is, okay, the so, later... So, hold on. Comparison. What time did you go to bed? Three. Okay, you beat me. 3 a.m. And it's funny. Because, like, does does my article normally take that long? Hold on. No. Hold on. Okay, go ahead. You went, bed, you went to bed at 3. Yes. Bed at two, three. What time did you get up? <laughs> what time did you get up? My wife allowed me to sleep on Monday morning. I, 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 I got up at 9 a.m. <laughs> okay. I went to bed yeah. at 2.30. I was up at 7. Uh, uh, um, and you know what? And and so now, now here's the bigger – and one last big question on that. Okay. Did you, did you sleep? It took – it still took me – I was drained. I was dead. My eyes – I was struggling to well. keep them open. And yet when I went to bed, it still took me – probably between 20 and 30 minutes to actually fall asleep. And honestly, I didn't sleep well. I kept waking up because I was dreaming about the game that it didn't really actually happen that way. You I know? No. <laughs> See, for so, me, I didn't sleep well. And it wasn't even so much thinking about the game. It was more thinking about, huh, Yeah, I got no more Steeler games to watch. Yeah. Well, and we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But the... I, I still want to tell you when I came up with this, with the title of this subject because, or the, this podcast, because yes, my wife allowed me to sleep until 9am. And when I got up, I did not feel like cooking breakfast. And it's funny because people were like, Oh, well, why didn't your wife just cook breakfast? And you being my brother, you know how, how, how funny that comment really is. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I do all the cooking. I tell you what though, my wife does make first class world best, snickerdoodles she bakes she decorates cakes she just doesn't cook uh so i do all the she, cooking she, and, she's I, and i didn't want snickerdoodles for breakfast <laughs> she's a baker not a chef you're the chef exactly and she's i didn't feel like, and she knew that i was that i wouldn't feel like it and everything else and as soon as i got up she you know she was with the kids she's like go ahead up the street to the closest eating establishment to our house a few miles sheets. up the road no they're well that's right i forgot that new sheets was put in uh -huh. I uh, went just past the sheets. That's correct. You know, very New Englandy is the Dunkin' Donuts. So I went for Dunkin' Donuts, and I went to leave for Dunkin' Donuts. And, and do you know what I did though before I left? Uh, hopefully, I took a shower. Oh nah, <laughs> forget that. I had to go get the donuts. I, dude, you want to know the truth? This is terrible. I'm going to confession to everyone out there in in BTSE podcast. I went to leave. I'm like, I, I went so fast. I'm like, I didn't brush my teeth. I'm like. I'm wearing a mask. It doesn't matter. I came home and brushed my teeth. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so I'm like, I just wanted to get make sure the, the kids had something to eat. But you know what I did? I put on my Pittsburgh Steelers shorts. I put on my Pittsburgh Steelers shirt. I put on my black and gold shoes. Mainly because I don't have any other color shoes other than black and gold unless they're dress shoes. You know, I put on my, my Steelers coat because I only have Steelers coats. I put on my Steelers hat because I only have Steelers hats and I'm bald and I'm not going to going to not wear a hat and I put on my Steelers mask because even though that was an embarrassing, frustrating game, I am no less of a fan the next morning. And I put them all on and I went to Dunkin' Donuts knowing that the guy that delivers my coffees to me is a big Ravens fan that has a Ravens mask because, you know, the Dunkin' Donuts is right next to my son's preschool. So some, so I'm, a lot of times I'll stop in just for coffee. And, um, and he, we always, you know, 
he, he's not a bad Ravens fan. He's not a guy that just doesn't know what he's talking about and just a, a jerk about stuff, which I, a lot of Ravens fans that I deal with around here are. But knowing that could I catch scrutiny, flack, anything, and I'm going to have to answer about, oh, what happened last night? And I didn't want to answer those questions, but I'm still no less than a steer, no less of a Steelers fan because of what happened. So I'm extremely disappointed, but we still love our Steelers, don't you? Yep. Did you wear any of your Steelers gear on Monday? Um, Monday was a work from home day for me. So oh, you had it right. So I did not. Um, otherwise, yes, I would have. I'd have had my Steelers mask on at work, but mm-hmm. it was a work for home day. Thank goodness. Yeah. Unfortunately, I couldn't, you know, sleep in half the day, but, you know. I know, I know. Well, but, but before we go on, I do have to mention two things for the live chat. One, if you're going to use bad language, you're not going to be here very long. Okay, just blanket warning um, because that's just how it is. Two, we've got to give a, a pretty big shout out, don't we? Who are we? Oh, yeah, you better. Better because not only that, she's oh, in the yeah. live chat. Oh, is she? Where? She's in because she she brought up this is our sister Alita. It's funny oh. because because our our her, it's technically her nephew. Um, it's it's her husband's brother's son. Who her husband's brother was my college roommate. So I'm kind of like an honorary uncle to him as well. He came over for my wife's oh, cookies and he you. called him he called him Snickerdoodoos, and it was pretty adorable. That's um, why she put it out there. But we got to give the shout out to our sister because today's her birthday. She's old. She's old. She's older not as old as me. Though. She's not as old as you, though. But she's older than me. This is the this is the couple months out of the year where she'll be two years older than me until April when I catch back up. So, so sis sis Alita, or as our kids call her Aunt Freddie, we're Aunt not even going to go into that story. Happy birthday! Happy we're birthday, not going to throw the number out there, but we got to put it out there since this is family here. So, Rich, so you didn't have to, you know, go around. I still have people asking me questions today. What happened to the Steelers and everything else? It was one of those times where it went so bad so fast that even those people that that despise the Steelers kind of still even felt bad for, for yeah, Steelers. It was fans. like it, it, it all happened so fast. So I was just like, what? what? Like it was over. Like that was worse than faster in a deep dark hole than when we went to Pittsburgh and saw him do the same thing against the Jags. Yeah. 20, January, 2018. Uh, yeah, I, like, I, oh, I know it was, it was, it was bad. It was, I mean, and it was one of those things of, um, and our sister calls us dorks. Yeah. <laughs> of, course. That's, of course. That's what she does. Yeah. It was, it, it, it was just one of those games. I've been to those games. And the thing is, I've seen the Steelers fight their way back in those games. And they did fight their way back. Now, now I, will ask, I, I will ask you a question. Okay. Okay, so the first play of the game happened, and the snap goes over Ben's head, and it's recovered for a touchdown. What was your initial thought and reaction? We just gave away any kind of momentum that we could have tried to gain. Oh, no. First thing I thought was, that's okay. We still win this. No, I know. Well, I, I thought you know we them, and then I said, "You know what? I guess we're going to spot them seven points and have to overcome it." Don't you remember? I think it was mm-hmm. like not the first snap of the game. I think it was like the third when we were watching them play the Rams last year, and the ball goes 
flying over Mason in return for the touchdown. And that was the only points they gave up the whole game. I, I put that on Twitter. Well, the only okay. touchdown. Yeah, you're right. The only yeah. touchdown they gave up. Because yep. they gave up a, a field goal and a safety, field, right? Because uh, it was 12 yeah. points. Yeah, the, and the safety, we I think we just stepped out of the end. Yeah, it was one of the, I get, It was we at the far playing. end from us. I do yeah. remember that. But, yeah, that was that wasn't the first snap of the game, but it was the first drive. It was within 15. It might've been the second play, but that was crazy. And they had to pick it up and and run it back. And that was just, but you know what? The difference also there, the defense countered with the score. The Steelers defense scored, scored one back against the Rams. That was the, the, the fumble that Minka Fitzpatrick ran back. And you and I turned to each other. We're like, I don't feel like I could celebrate. I have a feeling that was coming back because, you know, we couldn't tell how close it was from the stands. We're right. trying to, we're like, they're not going to put it on the board because of everything else. And next thing you know, they kicked the extra point and we're just like, I guess it was good. <laughs> so we're, I mean, it was, that's sometimes you don't understand instant replay sometimes completely can kill the vibe in the stadium because something happens. You're like, can I celebrate this touchdown or do I have to wait for them to tell me it's actually a touchdown? So um, I'd still rather them get the call right, but it does kind of, Kill the vibe, but there wasn't anyone in the stadium this year, so why did it matter? But, but I tweeted yeah. about that. I said, you know what? This sounds like the Rams game. They came back and won that one, and then we had the interception. <laughs> and then Ben throws the interception on the next drive. Kyle yeah. runs. Kyle runs downstairs, and he said, "I didn't have on one of my pairs of lucky socks." <laughs> He's got a couple <laughs> pairs of lucky socks. So he comes down, he puts them on, and he comes back up just in time to watch Cleveland score the touchdown. I said, they didn't work. He said, no, no, all that was happening before I really got the socks on, got up here. We'll be okay. Yeah. Steelers go three out, punt. Right? Was that? Are you talking the third drive by now? Because yeah. the first one was over the head, then it was the interception. I'm, I'm trying to remember. I'm gonna. I want to actually bring the actual drives up because right. We went. We went. Fumble for the touchdown. Interception. Three and out. Interception. Interception. Was it that? Was it? It. It, it was something crazy of those because I actually have the drives right here. That I can, I can, you know, let's just go ahead and say what it was. Okay, so it was fumble, interception, three and out. Mm-hmm. And that was when they get, it was, you know, they punted on fourth and one, but you know, where they were at their, at their own 35. Yeah. And they'll give up another touchdown, interception, and then another punt. But that punt, was the that of a drive? The punt happened in the second quarter, but the drive started in the first quarter. Yeah. And what really bothered me about that punt? There was two 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 punts that bothered me. I'm sorry, but when you're down 28 to nothing, even in the second quarter, if you cross midfield and you were not in field goal range, you were in four down territory. Yes, you are. There is, I mean, you're talking about if you at punch that, that and point, it's a touchback, you're talking point, 19 yards. Go for it, even if it's point, fourth and nine. What is there to lose? Yeah. You're down 21 to nothing. Yeah. 28 to nothing. Whatever. Yeah. It's like, oh, yes, that one kills me. Yes. But anyway, they score to go up 21. Uh-huh. Okay. To nothing. Kyle's like, I'm going to bed. 
So he got, gets up, leaves, wanders around, then he comes back. He's like, no, nah, maybe I'll stay. <laughs> ben throws the next pick. Kyle's like, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. I saw it. it in your knee-jerk reaction article. Yep. Just he was like, "That's oh. it," and that was it. He went to bed, and he came up the next morning, and he and I sat and talked about the game and processed it. Um, yeah, he was just he was like, "Nope, I'm not staying up late and stressing out over this. They, they're they they're killing me." Yep. Hey, it's okay. But- I said I'd have been going to bed too, except for the fact that I had to write the article. <laughs> you could have, you could have messaged me and said, "Finish my stupid article." No, I gotta go to bed. No, no. I wasn't gonna do if that. it was going to be your last one, you wanted I to see it to the doing end. them. I, I was doing it. So, Sorry, you know. your last one of the 2020 season. We're just we're yeah. gonna leave it at that. Oh, we'll um, see. That's a discussion for for. Well, it was your last one of the 2020 season. So, yeah. uh, real quick before I lose it because I don't want to wanted to get lost in other comments. We do have five uh, five dollar super chat from Steel Dog eighty eight. He brought up something that we're we'll kind of well, mention this a little bit that, later. Yep. He says I'm over this season already. On to the next. You know when we're going on to the next? It's called the commercial break. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's when we'll do that. And he says hate to jump ahead. Yep. Will we go center or running back in the first round of the draft? We'll, talk we'll come. We'll come back to you there, Steel Dog. Uh-huh. But we Steel always, dog. we our show is always the first half looking back, the second half looking forward, and then and until next week, then all we have is forward. You know, all we have. I mean, there's always some um, um, looking back. There you go. Our sister chimes in. Her, her, her old, her oldest son Warren. He stayed up expecting a miracle, and you know what? They came pretty darn close. Uh, That's the yeah, thing but- that bothers me. There's so many things you can say. Seriously, Tomlinisms, things of those sorts where you can say all these other things are all these Pittsburgh Steelers success you can have. But recently, you can add the phrase, except in the postseason. You know, the Steelers are the gold standard of sacking the quarterback, except in the postseason. Except in the postseason. We do not live in our fears, except in the postseason. Yes. The standard is the standard, except Except in the postseason. Yeah. You know, that's – seriously. I mean, (laughs) live chat, I don't know if I'll catch any of them or not, but if you have any more that you want to throw in a line and say, except in the postseason, yeah, because – Second straight, and it's funny, I would say second straight, you have to go back to 2000, the 2017 season to get the one before. Second straight playoff game, no sacks. Second straight playoff game, over 45 points given up. You know, this defense that's, I mean, my prediction about this game came down to so many different things. I still... I felt that the offense was going to need to still find their way. I did not feel that one half of good football against the Colts was enough to say, all right, we're good now. I was nervous about that. Yep. Honestly, I really, it's funny because part of me is like, oh, you need to, to, to keep things going and get it together a little bit more. Need but, more reps, more, more reps with things going well. But. I can't blame them at all for resting guys when you had no buy. You had no buy. You had no buy. You know what they had? No buy. You know, so you know what they had? COVID. I mean, no, no buy. Yeah, no buy. No, no, yeah. There was there was no buy for them to have this season. These guys, you could tell they were worn 
down. And that was part of their problem. So, you know, getting some of these guys to not be so worn down would be nice. But if you were going to do that, you needed to hit the ground running. And the Browns were so smart to defer because they know the Steelers don't do squat in the first quarter. So you might as well not give them the ball, the extra possession in the second half to where you start off with one that to try to take advantage of that. And what happens on the first two drives? Your team captain sat out week 17 center, snaps it into the end zone for a touchdown. And your team captain sat out week 17 quarterback, throws an interception on the next drive. I mean, right there, <laughs> Felicia, excuses are for the unprepared, except for the postseason. That's a good well, one. The, best one's even, the next one's better. Okay. The Browns is the Browns, except in the postseason. Bring it. I'm bringing it. it. He's, his game's been on here lately. Yeah. He must not have enough schoolwork to do. I have to, you know. Yeah. You, you got to pile that on, man. You got to pile that on. That's right. Uh, it's just, okay. Oh, here's another good one. Jared Bradford. We need to make routine plays routinely. Except, Except in the postseason. Now, the next one isn't a Tomlinism, but it is kind of funny. Yep. Our sister, she gets it because it's her birthday. Mm-hmm. I enjoy watching Steeler football. Except in the postseason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, these uh, these are spot on. These are spot on. This is our except in the postseason podcast. Um, just uh, you keep your eye on those. Um, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll try to do that as well. Good job. You always there for the live chat's always there for us. They're always there to, to 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 help us out. But so I I just I did my prediction for this game. I mean, it's so funny because sometimes. I went to just, you know, do do a Canuck punch. I want to grab our wonderful deputy editor, Michael Beck, who does a fantastic job with our social media, and just say, Michael, stop being overconfident in the Steelers. You know, like against the against the Bengals, his his prediction. Whereas he all he said was the Bengals stink, and he gave the score. And the Steelers lost to him. Yep. And he's, I mean, he had made a comment to us about the Steelers in the postseason. I'm like, I don't, you know, even talking about who other teams they could beat in the postseason. And I'm like, I haven't seen enough recently to believe that. I just, I, it used to be, you would think the Pittsburgh Steelers were going to come out and give you their best football in the playoffs. But 2017 never got out of my brain that I'm like, Unless they do a 2017, nah, they're not going to do a 2017. Nah, the defense is going to not. It's not going to be the defense doesn't show up at all again like back then. And that defense wasn't even nearly as good as this defense. That wasn't a good. That wasn't even a very good defense. You know, that's not going to happen again. But they did. That's exactly. I mean, they completely. I mean, not only did the offense implode with the turnovers, Mm -hmm. but the defense was yeah. not the defense we saw all year. Yeah. Um, can I ask you a question? Because I noticed this a lot while I was watching the game. Uh-huh. Did we spend way too much time in base? Um, at times, I, no. I, I saw too many times. I mean, I saw plays where 
they ran. I think Jeffrey had it up on on film somewhere. Somebody yeah. did. Uh, yep. Okay, where where they're going out? They got three receivers on the white on the right side. You got a corner out very furthest. The next guy in is T.J. Watt. We're going to talk about that play. And the next guy in is Robert Spillane. We're going to talk about that play because I got some stuff to say about that play. Um, let me know if I missed any of these. Here was one from Cree. I don't know if there's any above it or not. You'll have to let me know. He says the Steelers know how to play, except in the postseason. J.R. Bradford says, I love to brag about the Steelers, except in the postseason. You know, Um So what were we doing? Never give up 30 points, except in the postseason. That was a good one. Um, someone did say that, that about Michael's article about the Michael had a great article about the offseason coming up and, and everything. And he's he's really on those things and he's more in tune with knowing what's going on with the draft than a lot of us. But uh sometimes we I was not over I was cautiously optimistic when it came to the Steelers. And I think we see why I was so optimistic. So you talked about that play, how, why we were so much in base. And you see, and you th that was a specific play. Some of you might have seen it broken down by other people on Twitter and everything, where they were five wide and you had TJ Watt and Roberts playing out on one side, guarding guys. You had Vince Williams down on another guy on the other. The Steelers were in base. But you want to know what the Browns did there? What we did exactly. They did, they did what I want the Steelers to do. Yes, that we didn't do all year. Didn't yeah. do it. Not once. Yeah. yeah. But they did what we should have been doing with our personnel. They beat the Steelers at their own game. Jeffrey uh, said uh, not when what not could have been their, no. what should have been their game. And in other plays, it was a lot of stuff of beating the Steelers where the where the Browns offense basically employed a lot of stuff from the Steelers offense with the added notion of being able to run the football. But when it came to the passing game, they did a lot of the stuff like the Steelers. They On that third and two play, you know that was 13 personnel? No, sorry. Wrong. Said it wrong. 23 personnel. No, 22. It was My goodness, I'll finally get it right. They had one wide receiver. One wide receiver. Two tight ends. I think it was three tight ends and a running back, but it wasn't. I think it was two tight ends, a running back, and a fullback. And right. they split them all wide. So you're in base defense, and that's what you do. Jeffrey actually broke this play down a little bit uh, for our Steelers Vertex, which will be out tomorrow if I can finish it up here tonight, which know, actually I... specifically talks about the Steelers in on third down. So a, 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 a bunch of stuff. I didn't want TJ Watt line up on a tight end. Yeah. Okay, but why in the world wouldn't you notice what's going on and bring your corner into guard Landry and send TJ or Spillane all the way out to guard the running back? That's a great question that Jeffrey answers in our Steelers Vertex article for tomorrow. And not only that, it was not Spillane on Landry. It was Spillane and Minka Fitzpatrick on Landry. Minka was the over-the-top help. Yeah, and but he went to Vince's. He ended up going no, to Vince's side. No, he no, he actually jumped. Um, he was actually also there to help TJ Watt, and that's what ultimately oh. killed him. Jeffrey breaks it down pretty good in yeah. Vertex. You got to like, check it out tomorrow. So it was yeah. that one was. I mean, it's funny because yes, you're so frustrated what the Steelers did, but the Browns did these things that you you know that usually the Steelers are doing to try to exploit teams. Third down was crazy. This is the whole notion of, of the article. 
when the when the Browns had third, they didn't have a third and seven. They had some third and sixes, but then everything else was third and eight and longer. When it was third and eight and longer, they only had one play where they actually gained yards. And none of them, none of them were for a first down. It's because the Steelers got into third and short, and the Browns came in with a run-heavy package and then threw the ball and made the Steelers pay. That's what they did, which is what the Steelers would ultimately have liked to have done at times, but they didn't. Um, uh, Steel Dog throws in another $5 and says, do you think it's time to go with a mobile quarterback to keep up with Baker and Jackson as it's a trend? whoop de do about Baker and Jackson and whoop de do about it being a trend. You don't need a mobile quarterback. You don't need a running quarterback. You need a quality quarterback. And regardless of style, to think that – Right now, the Pittsburgh Steelers need to have the best possible quarterback they can for 2021, whether that's Ben Roethlisberger, whether that's Mason Rudolph, whether that's someone who's not on their team right now. But you you can't say you need to have this kind of quarterback. You look at those kinds of backups in order to not have to change your system to match what you have for a starter. But just because it's a trend doesn't mean that that's going to be what you have to do. You know, having to follow trends is when that's when you end up like the old Cleveland Browns and the current Cincinnati Bengals is that you is what when you try to do things like everybody else, when you don't have the people to do it that way. So um, but I still think the Bengals are a team on the rise, unfortunately. So that's just kind of our thing. You need, you know, someone said quality QB in there. I think it said so. Um, what are your thoughts on that, Rich? Yeah, you, you don't go and say, oh, we got to look to get this kind of quarterback. You got to look and say, we whatever we get, they got to be good. And honestly, do you really think Randy Land is the offensive coordinator to have for a mobile quarterback? I don't think Randy Land's the coordinator to have for any quarterback, yeah, but that's well, just my opinion. You know, um, no. Ben Roethlisberger five years ago, maybe. You know, a five years younger Ben Roethlisberger, maybe, but that's about it. Um, and we'll leave it at that. But honestly, if you're not going to change, you know, it, it, it's kind of like, uh, look, you don't said- you don't bring in a West Coast offense coordinator and try to run, you know, run heavy packages <laughs> with your offense. Yeah. That's just not what you do. You know, you, well, you, you need that. It's not just about the quarterback too. It's about your whole philosophy. So, yeah. Here you go though. Yeah. Well, you know what, we're, you know, we're going to be swapping over soon. I got to get to my Randy Feekner okay. for the week. Go for okay. It. Jeff said it in the post game podcast and it was funny because I said it during the game. So, you know, um, the first time Steelers get to a third one, all of a sudden I'm like, Oh my gosh. We actually put Derek Watt in the game. But, oh, holy cow. Oh, my gosh. We handed him the ball for the first time all season, and he got a got a first down. The Browns are That's like, great. what did they just do? They did great. something new. Yeah. This can't happen. So what happens the next time uh, we get to that situation? We line up in the same formation. I thought, all right, now you fake it to him, and you spin, you hand it off. I was ready to do misdirection. I'm like, oh, no, this rain land. We'll run it right back up the same play. It'll get stuffed for a loss. Yeah. Guess what? Mm-hmm. We ran the same exact play. It got stuffed for a loss. Well, and it also didn't oh, help that Marquis Pouncey got blown up on that play. I know, but it's like yeah. 
Yeah, they finally did something we new, tried. and they're like, One "We did play. something new. Let's do it over and over Let's again." Try again. <laughs> uh-huh. we're just both. You're, we're both. Sorry, I can, I can go on We're, we're both frustrated about, tonight, so <laughs> go I can it. go on and make lots of jokes yeah. back on Randy Feetner and the whole mm-hmm. ridiculousness of him and the fart and the skillet comment and things yeah. like that. But you know what? I'd rather not. Yeah, was, we're just. Hey, you know what? I will say this: I'm going to plug some other things on the. Uh, the we're on the website today. Um, go for it. Jeffrey's film breakdown of um, James Pierre. James Pierre. I kept wanting to say Justin Pierre, but it wasn't Justin. Is it James? James. I think so. Yes, it is. James Pierre. Great job. Um, I agreed on the one time they threw, you know, the only time they threw at him all game or all year, anybody, in the few snaps that he had. When that play happened, I said, whoa. At first, well, first I was like, who was that? Because I, I, you know, mm-hmm. I'm like, you see his number out there. I didn't. Except on special teams. <laughs> and they, then they said the name. I was like, oh, I was like, well, dag on. Did he ever, you know, play well for that double move? The out, you know, because it was an out and up. And yeah. he just, I mean, the, the quick turn, like he got his hips through it so quick and just up the field. And I was just like, man, we need some more of that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and remember, undrafted rookie. Um, I talked about him today in my article about looking at the rookies and and a really, really good rookie class this year, if you think about it. I mean, if you hit on three draft picks in a draft, especially not having a first-round pick, that's a big deal. That's a good job. And then to find a guy in a year like Pierre that there was no training camp or anything like that, and he earns the spot and plays, you know, and is active for all 16 games. Yeah. Kudos to him and kudos for finding him, yeah. Steelers. So that's that's anything else you want to plug before I give my final thoughts and we move to part two? Um, anything else from the game? I know you were um, saying about from the website too. I know. Yeah. No, the only other thing I want to say about the game was who was the guy that you know, there used to be a guy that worked and did stories for ESPN years back, and he would do them all the time, and he would go through every couple of weeks he'd do one and run through a couple of weeks of games. And he always talked about where, you know, coaches quit on their team all the time, whatever, you know, and all, all the time it was like they got to this position and then they punted it back with this much time to go, yeah. game over. Mm-hmm. That's what went through my mind when we didn't go – for it on the fourth and yeah. one to start the fourth quarter. I mean, we're there's still so much about this game I want to talk about. We're we're gonna push this first half a little bit longer before we get split it into the second half. That that's a big one. I was upset that they punted from the Browns 38 when they were yes. down four touchdowns yep. in the second quarter. Yes, it was fourth and nine, but really, if you didn't convert it, what'd you have to lose unless you unless you get sacked for 15 yards or something like that? I mean, is, we, we were given up to the 35 on kickoffs. What's yeah. the difference of three yards? Yeah, and um, yeah, and uh so I'm I was just gonna bring up the whole what happened on that drive anyway. Um they actually forced a punt then <laughs> with on a, on a three and out on that one. So that's one good thing. But, you know, if you still force a three and out anyway. But what bothered me was you end of the third quarter. A third quarter 
in which the defense gave up two first downs on the first drive and then nothing to, for the rest of that drive and nothing for the next two drives. And the Steelers score points and they get back into it. And they're within, was it 12? Was it 12 points? 12. I want to say 11, but yeah, it was 12 points. And they're at the 46 yard line. You're almost to midfield and fourth and one. Okay. Coach Thomas, we're going to do another one. Okay. If you yeah, can't get one, sure. if you can't get one yard, you don't deserve to win. Except, except in the, the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> you know, except in the playoffs. Because didn't even say, let's go for the one yard. I mean, one yard. And he's like, well, the defense had been stopping him, and I wanted to put him in a good position. If the defense had been stopping him, then then show them that you're willing to do anything it takes on offense to try to come back yep. and not settle. You 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 showed you were willing to settle. Now, I had another problem with that. First of all, no, you don't punt there. And I and my tweet that I, that I put out there, I said we can argue whether or not you punt there all offseason. But the other thing that's going to get lost in this. Oh no, it wasn't lost in it. I thought it was so stupid as well. Is if you're going to go out and try to get the other team to jump off sides and you're going to take a delay of game penalty, why in the world are you doing it with your friggin' punt team? As soon as he lined up and started moving around, the Browns weren't going to at jump. Mid, at midfield, they're not going for a block. No, they're going return or anything or like that. They're not going to jump. Yeah, they weren't going to jump. That was that was done. As soon as they started shifting around, I'm like, they're going to try to draw them off sides with the punt team? Like, if you're going to take the penalty, well, first of all, I was going to be mad if they took a timeout because they were going to need their timeouts. And if you're going to take the penalty – Get your offense out there and try to get them to jump off sides because they probably think you are going to go for it because you want to know why. I'll be honest with you. How many, how many out of 31 other NFL head coaches, how many of you, how many of them do you think would have gone for it in that situation rather than punt? I don't think it's 31, but yeah. I bet you it's at least 25. Uh, I, I believe it or not, I don't think it is. Really? At yeah. midfield, down 11 points when your offense is rolling and everything. And you, I mean, you've been down a ton and you've got to fight your way back into the game. You hadn't punted the entire half. You hadn't been stopped on third down the entire half, except for the one ten, right before it. Ten, I ten never going to go for it. Including our, including our coach, mm-hmm. nine others would have punted. You think nine others? Yep. Okay. So you put the number at... At 20, at 22 go for it and 10 punts, or 23 go for it and a nine punt. Well, something like that. Yeah. I got you. 22 go, but I mean, 22 go for it, 10, 10 punt. Now, you know what you did? This is what you don't think of. Stop thinking, stop being selfish and thinking about yourself. What you gave was the Browns hope that they stopped the momentum because they got to stop. And yep. you didn't want to give them a bigger stop? Well, guess what? You would have crushed them if you would have said you still can't stop us. That could have been a if devastating Steelers, play. If the Steelers make that fourth down and go on to score, mm-hmm. I think chances go to probably 90% Steelers win. Yeah, I think they would have. Yeah, I think that was a chance they could have come back and won that game. But you know what you down, did? You, been, gave the Brown, you gave the Browns defense a win, which gave the Browns offense like we need to come through for our defense to just stop, you know. And now, if you don't get it, and you're like, if you oh, we lost there, 
yeah. and get it inside a touchdown score. Everybody, because all the fans, the coaches, the players start thinking, oh, no. Here we go again. Yeah. Here we're yeah. the Browns. Yeah, yeah exactly. You could have get you could have let let them be the Browns as the Browns. You had a chance. Yep. You are you had your Browns as the Browns moment, and you passed on it. Yep, and you passed on it. You didn't take it, and by doing that, you're like, oh well, maybe you know, we're trying to do that. Not going for it on fourth down. I'm sorry. Chances are you don't win that game, and you're like, but if we go for it on fourth down and don't get it, then we almost certainly don't win the game. You're probably not going to anyway. Take the shot when you're down that much. I mean, that that moment right there wasn't told to, me that it was that it that, was that going for it right there was not going to lose us the game. Giving up 28 points quickly in the first quarter was going to lose us the game. Yeah. But going for it, making it and scoring on that drive could have won us the game. Exactly. You they were they they didn't play to win, they were playing not to lose. Yeah. In that decision, when you, after being down 28 points and you still make a decision in the game later on of not to lose, that's why you did. You that's made the you decision did. to not go for the win. And instead you tried to not lose. And instead that's exactly what you did before we close up this half. We've got to throw out another $2 from steel dog 88. He said, how sad will it be if it's a Browns Ravens AFC championship game? You know what? At this point, I'm not even thinking about the other stuff that's going on. I'm still thinking about this team. I want to look at the things from that happened in 2020 to look forward to 2021, and that's what we're going to do in the second but half that, of this show. I will, I will say this. The only thing I would celebrate there, about there is that the Chiefs wouldn't be in the AFC. Yeah, that much. would – yeah. That, uh, you know, it's funny because part of me is like, well, kind of then I guess I'm going to pull for Buffalo, but I tell you what, Bill's Mafia, man, they can be really obnoxious. But I'll be honest with you, forget their fans – you know, their team is kind of, we'll talk about that later. What we need to do yeah. is we need to roll into part two here. So if yeah, you're listening to audio, form, this was a long one, but come back for part two. If you're Sorry, with us here on, on Facebook or YouTube, hold on for a few seconds and we'll be right back. <laughs> 